0: Hi everyone, I'm Emma, a certified dog trainer. And I'm Kirsten, a certified dog behavior consultant. And this is Dog Chats. Join us as we chat about dog behavior, having fun with your dogs, and building relationships. We will offer practical advice and a bit of humor.
1: Here we are at episode 15, (laughs) the big one five, (laughs) Um, and we're going to share with you um, some pearls of wisdom over the next two episodes. We're so wise. We're so wise. Uh, we talk a lot about how we feel and what we believe in. Uh, and today we just are going to hand you some tools, some some hacks, some things that we do that work. Some of the how, yes. not just the why. So uh, Emma's going to start us off here. I get to ask her a few questions about what she does, why she does it, and um What can listeners kind of copy and take from you and start applying with their own puppies? So I'm going to go back a step and just say, why puppies? Why puppies? Well, I, like both of us, I do
0: all sorts of things. Like I do training for reactivity. Mm -hmm. I do training for just loose leash. I do recall stuff, but I specialize in puppies Mm -hmm. and we both specialize in different things. And I love puppies because I love getting it's almost like you have that opportunity to mold the puppy into the new life they're in a little bit. I mean, like there's a, some genetics and then some nurture. Uh, but in general, I just love watching them develop. Mm-hmm. And um, I have a puppy package. It's a support package um, where I'm with people for almost eight weeks. Yeah. So I watch the development of the puppy through that time. And I just love helping the people, Get through those stages, like the nipping mm-hmm. and the house training, and just stuff that can be a little cha- challenging. Yeah. Um. But just the the general development of a puppy, mm-hmm. I absolutely love.
1: So how does this work? Somebody, you know, sees you in front of the grocery store and says, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, trainer, are you a dog trainer?" Uh, h- how does the process start, and what does that look like?
0: Well, usually um, people reach out. Th- to me through my website or recommendations from from other clients, mm-hmm. and it usually is people that have had puppies that recommend on uh, the referrals and I just uh talk to them at first before I even meet them. We do a zoom call and I um just check out you know where their puppy came from, Have they had puppies before? Is there kids there? You know all these general questions so I can get an idea of how I can customize it for them. And that's really important that even though I do a package and it's a set amount of sessions, I want to customize that for the client to give right. them the best support that they can get yeah. uh, for those uh, first few months of having a puppy.
1: Yeah. Because, you know, probably no two puppies are alike and no two people are alike, right?
0: No, no. And everybody's yeah. dynamic is different. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, households, are they home a lot? Are they not? What does the puppy have to, the skills they have to learn um, straight away? Do they learn to need to, do they need to be?
1: What are those skills?
0: So many skills, right? So high on my list that I tell everybody, and it may not even be high on their list, but from behavior standpoint, high on my list is socialization Mm -hmm. and time alone. Mm -hmm. Those are the most important things that I'm watching.
1: What does socialization look like?
0: So socialization is just getting used to the environment around you. And kind of seeing things as, an, as sort of non-events. They could yeah. have a little bit of, you know, being unsure about it, but then they can sort of adapt mm-hmm. and go, hey, that's fine. It's no big deal. So it's not like going out, meeting a hundred people, meeting a hundred puppies. It's more just getting used to the environment. It could be as, as fun as setting up an obstacle course at home mm-hmm. and just having them going over different um, textures, going under stuff, over stuff, just building that agility yeah. and independence and confidence and then just getting them out in the environment to to see new stuff.
1: Is that with the pet parent?
0: Yes, it's with the it's with the pet parent. I don't do um, day train for puppies because I like the people to be very involved. That's mm-hmm. the time where they're building their bond and their relationship. So, uh, getting them out there, even if they're a little unsure, they haven't had all their shots yet, and their vet vet is suggesting not to bring them on pavements and grass, I'm still going to work around that. I'm going to say, let's take them out in a car. Mm-hmm. Let's have them watch stuff. Let's bring a mat out so you can, or a big blanket out, and they can be on top of that at a coffee shop, outside at a coffee shop. Whatever we can do uh, that, that that builds this socialization. Mm-hmm. And for me, what's important as the weeks go on is I'm always monitoring how the puppy is doing.
1: Mm-hmm. And if
0: I'm seeing stuff, so I'm not just going in there to give the skills like, you know, right? sit, leave it, all of that. I'm also looking at the behavior and how that's developing mm. as we're going along. I can't tell a hundred percent what the dog is going to be like once they hit adulthood, Yeah, but we can do our best to, to send them
1: off on the right track. Yeah. It's kind of the difference, not the way that you say that between like, having a tutor or having private lessons Mm one-on-one as opposed to going to the class. Because I, I love the idea of the group class. And for some dogs, that's a perfect learning environment. And for some people... It's a perfect environment, Um, but I certainly know there's classes I've been in where I'm overwhelmed or distracted. It's hard to take in the information. And also you're not getting that instructor who can say, "Mm, I'm looking at this dog in front of me. This is what this dog needs today.
0: Yes. Right.
1: They've just got a curriculum they're following.
0: Absolutely. And that's the difference between private. Mm -hmm. It, It customizes it for you. Um, I was just thinking there when you were talking about classes and and I do, you know, sometimes there's puppy socials that happen with a trainer and sometimes I recommend that. Sometimes puppies aren't great with telling other puppies how to behave (laughs) appropriately but sometimes that can that can be something that people like to do and it kind of can help um I I really do recommend though if there's friends that have good solid dogs Mm -hmm. just can come over and meet with them and a lot of people do think that's what socialization is about it's about meeting other dogs yeah but it's not it's about the whole world yeah and just it's for me I kind of think of it like when I go to a new place Mm -hmm. And just getting used to, and if it's a different country, getting used to the currency and and just the different traditions and culture,
1: yeah.
0: Like thinking about that, and and a dog just coming into the world and just having to figure everything out, right? So that's kind of way the way I, funny artsy look at it. <laughs> I
1: love it, and I can see where the the people need support during that because. For some people, that might be overwhelming. They might worry about exposing their dog to too much, mm-hmm. or they might do the opposite and go through it really quickly, or nobody would do this. But in the old days, people used to force puppies, you know, to go by the garbage truck or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. And you crazy.
0: do see people who kind of forcing their puppies to meet people, mm-hmm. and that's not necessary. Yeah. You know, and dogs. Just, yeah. Just let the dogs kind of take yeah. their time and figure it out, and they want to approach they can. If they don't, we they don't have to if it's if they're very skittish then that's something i'm looking at and so, we're we're building the confidence so it's support that whole time
1: so what's one specific thing that people can do to, to socialize their puppy
0: just be doing it every second day every third day just do some new experience with the dog i yeah. think that's so important and i and i honestly I don't think people think about that as much as as the actual training component. They think that's what's important, right. but you can work on all that stuff. I mean, like it's good skills to have to work with, with the socialization as well, but just making sure your dog has had that good exposure and is able to deal with the world,
1: mm-hmm. that's key that. because that.
0: otherwise they'll be coming to see you later. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. yes. Okay, good. So the other thing you mentioned was um, helping the pup learn to be alone. Yes. What does that look like?
0: And that's that's a difficult one, no. right? So we want them to be independent so that you can go out and, and some people have to go to work. Um, and that doesn't mean leaving your dog all day. Don't misunderstand yeah. that. But, but you know, they may have to go out for work for some, uh, some part of the day. They may have to go out and just do grocery shopping. I mean, like we have lives or, and eventually they may need to, you know, want to go out and do something and leave the dog at home. So getting them used to having that little bit of independence is really great mm-hmm. if they're already Cray trained. That's wonderful, you can start your your work, you know, of just doing small things, leaving a little bit yeah. every day. We don't want the dogs to be too stressed, yeah, or the um, people or the people to be too stressed, but you don't want to leave it too long where the dog just kind of goes you're at home all the time, yeah. and now you're going to start going out because, like in previous episodes, I've mentioned I had a dog with separation anxiety, and I would not wish it on anybody, yeah, so this is the time, and that's why I love development is to get them being okay with being on their own yeah. without too much stress involved in getting to there. And sometimes that can be hard depending on the puppy. Um, And then sometimes it can be hard because people find it hard to leave their puppy. Right. They feel like, Oh my goodness, they're going to be on their own, but you know, that's the best thing you can do for them because they're going to do it later on. Yeah. So let's set them up for success at this early age. And there's lots of ways. So I'm not going to say, you know, Pop in a crate for twenty minutes. Uh, there's lots of little details to this, so if if that's the stage you're at, um, just seek out some advice mm-hmm. on how how to get it in a very comfortable way for the puppy, so it's not too stressful to start those
1: exits. Yeah, and we probably should have started with this. So, um, if you have questions about any of this, or you're looking for help, we recommend reaching out to a positive reinforcement professional who can guide you and walk you through it. Because, you know, you can read a lot online. Yes. Yes. Read books. I I have clients who can- Watch videos. Yeah. Who can uh, quote books, some of them written in the 60s. And uh, it's really having someone like Emma there, looking at the dog in front of them, looking at the human in front of them, and, you know, kind of interpreting a lot of that behavior Mm -hmm. that's so important.
0: Because that's it. I want everybody to feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. It's not, and this is like what we both do. We look at the dog, obviously. That's our our main focus, but we also look at the family Mm -hmm. and make sure that they're comfortable too. So we want everybody to be able to coexist well together. So that's the whole point
1: of that support. Yeah. um, Well said. Good. Okay. What are some specific skills that you think puppies need to learn?
0: I don't, every puppy is different and the skills and the mm. environment they're in and stuff like that. But I have to tell you the one thing that I teach, I almost teach this to everybody. It doesn't matter whether it's puppies is, um, some mat work, some mm-hmm. relaxation on the mat. Yeah. I love that, um, for so many reasons for for puppies like sometimes when they're nipping you can bring them over to the mat and kind of bring that arousal Mm -hmm. level down and have them just hang out on the mat i love it for we're teaching them um to get on the scales at the vet's office by just teaching them that mat work it works for crate training it transfers to that Mm -hmm. uh there's one puppy that i have right now that she just goes to her mat like it's on the floor and she just goes over there and lays down like that's her spot and also a place to say, you know, if there's kids, when she's on that mat, that's her space. Yeah. That's that's her her room. So um, how do you teach that? So basically all I do is just lure the puppy over and just drop treats on the mat. Mm-hmm. They don't even have to be doing a sit or a down. Um I just start with that and a lot of the times, you know It's amazing now, you know, 10 years ago, you would have to teach people how to have their dog sit, but most of them have already done that with their dogs. It's one of those first things they like to do. So the dog usually automatically sits and Mm -hmm. I just put the treats right in front of them. I don't even say down and eventually Mm -hmm. they start just relaxing. Nice. And then I throw a treat away. And then I lure them back into to that space again. And basically what's happening is the mat is becoming really valuable. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of great stuff happening on there. Yeah. So they want to return to it. Yeah. And the, one, the other one that I really like using it for is a personal one, is when I go out for coffee and I put a mat or a towel or whatever I have down on the ground, um, and that just says to my dogs to settle. So yeah. everybody loves that one yeah. for their for their puppies too. So there's so many like you could bring out a mat and have your dog sit on it and just watch the world.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, so I just love. I that's one of my favorites yeah, to teach everybody. Too. I'm
1: so excited that you're teaching this whole generation of puppies that. Mm-hmm. So that when they come to me, they've already got that skill set. Yes, yes, it's invaluable. Absolutely, absolutely. If they're thinking about getting a puppy. Mm-hmm. And they're wondering, do they need training? Do they need to go to a puppy class? Is there a problem? Do they wait until they see a problem? How do we direct our listening audience with that? I think, you know,
0: when you get your puppy, do some good research where you're getting your puppy from, the mixed breeds, whatever breed the dog is. Just do a bit of research beforehand, mm-hmm. reach out to even a trainer beforehand mm-hmm. and just find out if you're you're interested, things you should kind of be looking out for. And that's mostly to, to make a good match for your family mm-hmm. and um, that's always good at the beginning. I always think if they can, whether it's a class or, or it's a private trainer, if they can start early, mm-hmm. I mean, like there is great videos out there, like we were saying, there's great books out there, you know, and if that's what
1: you, you there's can also do some bad videos out there, there is bad right. videos
0: out there. But if that's all you can do, at least get your start there. But if you can, um, go to a class or have a private trainer come in, yep. um, and do a package with you to get you through all those stages. I think it's such a great start.
1: Yeah. It's uh, kind of like the difference between like, I can do web MD
0: mm-hmm. and try to
1: diagnose myself. <laughs> yes. if I, I've got this rash.
0: And then be terrified for terrified the rest of
1: the time. <laughs> and probably putting the wrong cream on, or I could just, you know, do a phone chat with a doctor or mm-hmm. go in and have a doc. So I. I really think getting that professional perspective is, is, important. is so important.
0: Yeah. And mm-hmm. I do have people, I go to their homes and I see a stack of books and I'm like really excited that yeah. they're, that they're looking at that. And that well,
1: depends on the books.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> it just depends on the books. Some of the books I'm like, Ooh, what's that doing there? Um, but I do, I do get from people too, because there's so much information mm-hmm. now. Like I was saying 10 years ago, they right. just it that wasn't out there is that they can say it we're getting so much like different information yes. from everybody. And yes, we do all as trainers work differently. And you really have to that's important too, to find a trainer, first of all a positive reinforcement mm-hmm. trainer. And then find one that, that matches yeah. you. You enjoy each other's time together mm-hmm. and and are learning. Um that's that's the most important. Mm,
1: I like that. So if you want to find out more information about Emma, you can check out her website and Instagram in the show notes. And uh, look
0: forward to the next episode where I get to interview you. Excellent. <laughs> All
1: right. Take care. take care. Thanks for tuning in today and hope you'll join us for our next episode. You can reach Emma at ecdogtraining.com or on Instagram at ecdog underscore training and Kirsten at kwhappydogs.com or on Facebook at KW Happy Dogs. Don't forget to hit subscribe. See you next time.